the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. We have a very special show for you today. For those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, we're catching up with one of our favorite courageous Christians. And for those of you who are new to the show, last year we did a series on people who are courageously bringing their faith to bear on their secular lives with power and effect. And in far-reaching ways, they are making a difference on the spiritual battlefield of this world. And it's not that they set out to make a difference. It's that their persistent focus is on Jesus as Lord and Savior. And this has transformed their lives naturally and completely. As it can with each of us, Jesus' work within was manifested without. And you can listen to those episodes at kkht.com, on courageouschristianity.today, or on your favorite podcast app. And today's guest is a beautiful example of courageous faith. Jacob Thompson gave up a lucrative and successful profession in the oil business to move his family over a thousand miles in answer to his Lord's call. For over a year, he's been working with his mentor, Dr. Ballard, and the staff at Northeastern Baptist University in Bennington, Vermont. And it's so great to have him back on the show. Jacob, welcome. Hey, Richard, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you back. You said some amazing things last time, and we're going to uh, revisit some of those because I always laugh, and Christy laughs too. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow. Hello, everyone, and Jacob, welcome. Uh, Thank you so much, and congratulations, you two. Thank you. Thank you. Lots changed since last time we talked. Yeah, it's going to be good to catch up. And before we do, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you today with such joy and such gratitude for your work in our lives. 
by your son, Jesus, as we focus on him, we have an amazing opportunity to be transformed and to transform the world around us. We pray for Jacob and his family, for all of those serving and studying at Northeastern Baptist University, and for all of those who are hearing our show. Lord, we ask that you work within each of us to produce good things that we can't even imagine. We pray that in your meticulous love, that you help us to have a meaningful conversation which glorifies your name and encourages all who are listening in the truth of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jacob, you got to catch us up. So, the last time we spoke... You are just moving across the country and getting set up. How's things going? Great. Things are things are going very well. Yes, I think last time we spoke, we had just rolled into town. We were still unpacking our stuff, looking for an apartment, and we had not uh, started any of our duties yet. We were just kind of getting set up. So, oh, man, what has changed? What's going on? Um, a lot. So I guess, first of all, on a personal level, uh, I uh, drug my beautiful, wonderful wife across the country while she was pregnant. And because I was pulling a trailer, she was stuck with the two little ones in the back seat for 25 hours. So so she did that um, uh, to to pursue this mission for both of us. It's, it's in all hands. It's Carly and I both were... Uh, 100% uh, dedicated to serving in the Northeast. So man, she did that, and, and we we had a baby named uh, Cyrus Joshua. Uh, Cyrus is a family name, and Joshua is uh, he's named after my older brother, and also Joshua from from the Old Testament because I've, I've got a little uh, boy named Caleb. So I've got a Caleb, a Joshua, and a Hannah now. Awesome. So we've we've yeah. <laughs> Thank Just you. amazing. And you got all settled. I think last we talked, you were having trouble finding furniture. Well, we were, we were. So we've we've got a, a kind of a funny story about that. I, I I didn't remember if that had happened yet. Um, so we got it in our heads that hey, we 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 need some furniture. We're gonna I'm gonna get a U-Haul van and I'm gonna drive two and a half hours to an IKEA and we'll just get what we need there and then we're we're gonna haul it back. Well, because of COVID and all the supply chain issues, we came back with a virtually empty uh, tra- trailer. We had like a couple like little, uh, you know, kitchen kitchen chairs with no uh, kitchen table. So yeah, so it, there has definitely been some some funny things that have that that have happened to us since we've got here. So uh, getting settled, being your mission, resourced. You may have been wanting for uh, furniture, but tell us about how God has provided all these other things that you needed for this mission. Uh, I, knowing him, knowing his love for us, I, I want to hear about how things have fallen into place. Okay. Well, um, I remember praying even before we got here, and this may be an unwise prayer. I'm not, I'm not sure. But just Carly and I discussing things and our expecta- our expectations, our hopes, what's going to happen. Um, and I remember one of the topics of our conversation was like, man, I just hope we're not discouraged in our ministry. I, I, Dr. Ballard and the people that, that were here, they, they warned us. They're like, hey, 
you're coming here to to spread the gospel and and glorify God and advance his kingdom you're you're going to be under attack and so we we had all kinds of um people telling us that and they, you know and they said you know some people that they they get attacked in their ministry some people get attacked in their family some people get attacked um extended family you just never know but but the enemy is here and i remember saying man i just hope that our ministry i i just hope that uh, god really blesses us there because of all the things that would might be the most discouraging thing if if uh if if that just doesn't seem to be going anywhere, and and I'll tell you what, things like not having furniture, and uh, you know the backyard's not the biggest, we're we're a little bit cooped up, and things like that just do not matter, just because the overwhelming response and encouragement we've had to the gospel um, while we're here has, has just been incredible. Um, we do a thing called personal evangelism where we go out and and beat the streets and, and try to reach the lost, uh, we, you know, going out into the highways and the byways and, and just trying to bring people in. Because here in Bennington, Vermont, virtually every person you pass on the street is, is lost, according to Pew Research. I mean, or, or, or different canvassing. It, Vermont, I think I told you this last time, is the most, uh, the least church state. Um, most people, if you ask them, only about two to three percent would say they have a personal relationship with Jesus. So they're they're every, when I go to Walmart, it's on my mind that hey, most of the people I pass don't know and have never really had the opportunity to hear the gospel, the good news, and and the God God has has just really blessed us in that area. Um, God, we pray, God, please put us in front of people that, that need to hear this, that want to hear this, the people that you're already drawing. And it's, it's been, it's been incredible. So, uh, all that to say furniture, who, who cares? We, we found a, a folding table at Target and we put a plastic cover over it. And with, with a bunch of little bitty kids, that, that's fine. There's nothing that they can break. So that, that's been great. <laughs> Interesting change in perspective. Um, would you credit that change in perspective with being focused on the mission? Absolutely, absolutely. And and I God knows when we get discouraged. I mean, I think that's the, one of the major uh, tools of the enemy. But God, God, man, He's rich in mercy. He He provides us with everything we need. He promises to do that. You know, and lo, I'm with you to the very end of the ages. You know, it, it, in the Great Commission, Jesus promises to be there. So, yeah, I, th- I actually think that that's 100% critical in my walk um, is is focusing on Jesus. Like from the very beginning, when I, when I when I go, rise early in the morning and I start my day with with worship, and and that's how I start my day. It's not just like prayer and Bible reading. I really want to worship. Jesus Christ in the morning. So, and, and I believe that's, uh, we can see an element of that in, in how Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So that's one of the things, ways I start. But I also have to stay vitally connected to Jesus uh, throughout the day because I start to wonder, I'm a, I'm a sheep. Um, I am easily, I'm easily discouraged. I'm easily distracted. So I, I have, it's a spiritual discipline. I've, I've had to learn to really make sure that I don't drift and that I'm walking in His Spirit. How does that worship look? So the first thing you do is you're giving thanks, praising His yeah, name. Ab- 
Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, um, I, I got this from listening to a radio program uh, many years ago, and I wish I'd heard this sooner. A lady was just talking about worship and worshiping. I Probably she was talking about first thing in the morning. I can't remember the thing that stuck out with me. Is she said, just to, just to help people get, get things off the ground, she said, just when you go through the Bible, just start uh, naming the names of Jesus and God, God's different uh, titles, and you just just start saying those and giving thanks and praising His name. You know, Jesus, you're you're King of Kings, you're Lord of Lords, you're the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. Um, just just go through the Bibles. You know, you're the Alpha, the Omega. Uh, you know, all all the names of Jesus and titles. That's one way. If if you if you're wondering how do, how do I start worship, if that seems uh, strange, because I'm not musical and I'm not talking about singing. I'm I'm really just talking about praising His name, telling Him who He is, and just loving Him and, and why I love Him and 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 how beautiful and powerful and and uh, wonderful he is, and and all the things that he's done to me, done done for me. Um, that that's what I really mean by by worship and beginning my day with worship, and 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 that leads into other parts of my prayer, and uh, I begin to pray, and then I'm kind of a big believer in praying scripture. So then you know if if I'm a little bit stuck too, or or not even when I'm stuck, I'll I'll read a little bit of scripture, and then I will pray that back because I know. I'm 100% aligned with God's will if I'm praying Scripture. That's just one of those things that I just know that I can't miss um, if, I, if I am praying His His Word. Well, friends, uh, I think what you're hearing from just an amazing, courageous Christian is that his day begins with a focus on his general. His day begins by focusing on Jesus as Lord, and from there he steps it out as the day goes along in the mission as he understands it. And we're going to talk about that more with Jacob Thompson when we come back. Stay with us. I get that we all have our day. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelo. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelo's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public, nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission and this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking with Jacob Thompson, one of our amazing Courageous Christians from our series last year. And he's in Bennington, Vermont, at uh, Northeastern Baptist University, um, helping them as part of a mission. He and his wife moved a family up there. They left behind their profession in the oil business, and now on a daily basis— 
he was telling us in the last segment about focusing on Jesus and getting his day started with worship and bringing that to the mission. And so he talked a little bit about, um, in light of that mission, some things just don't have the importance that they used to in the secular world. And I know this might sound strange, but there are certain things that I liked about being deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, I liked how linear and two-dimensional everything was. It was about staying alive, keeping my Marines alive, and accomplishing the mission. I slept on a cot. I was very happy for a sleeping bag when I had it. And, um, you know, it was a dirt floor and dusty everywhere. And I was just so focused on doing my mission and taking care of my Marines None of that bothered me, and I kind of even liked it, and I liked how things got two-dimensional. And so now, right now today, I got a garage door that needs to be replaced. I got a garage door opener that burned up, and it was actually smoking so badly I had to unplug it. I got an oven that doesn't work, and I got numerous issues to address with regard to my retirement from the Marine Corps, doctors, bills, bills, tons of other stuff. And I I just feel pulled in so many different directions. It can be a challenge to stay mission-focused. So when Jacob says uh, they went looking for furniture, nobody had furniture, and they ended up with a little folding table from Target, and that was just fine, I totally get it. Um, the answer is to focus on Jesus. And so it makes sense that the devil is going to bombard us with everything to try and keep us away from that focus and distract us. So uh, I know for me personally, I love the focus of that. And so what I'm wondering, Jacob, is have you found in your mission focus and your work with the Northeastern Baptist that lots of these smaller issues just drift into the background as you focus on Jesus and, and apply yourself to that mission every day. Absolutely, absolutely. When, when things are going right, when I am pursuing Jesus, when I'm worshiping him, when I'm, when I'm um, walking in, in the power of his Holy Spirit, you know, one, one practical thing that I... I read from a book one time. That it's called How to Worship Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a wonderful book. I'd, I'd encourage anybody to pick it up. But one of the practical applications from the book was, um, and we can easily know when we're not walking in the power of His Holy Spirit. When, when I'm walking according to His Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm walking in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Um, I'm, I'm walking in the fruit of his spirit and, and, and his character. That, that is God's nature. When I'm not, I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm, um, you know, tempted to look at things that I shouldn't look at. I'm, I'm tempted to lash out at people. I'm, I'm tempted to, uh, I'm tempted to, to grumble. Um, and, and, and so, yes, when I'm, when I'm focused uh, correctly, those things do fade out in, into the background. It's interesting. I heard you say when things are going right, and when you listed that, it was worship, devotional, focused on Jesus, my eyes are there. Whereas I think in the secular world, we would think this when things are going right, it's it's all the secular world things. I've got enough money in the bank. I've got the furniture in the house. I'm driving the right car. Things in the house are working. So I thought that was interesting because it kind of caught me when things are going right. 
when I'm focused on Jesus, then. Well, something else caught me about that is, firstly, the next question I'm going to ask you is, how does it feel when things are focused wrong? But before we go there, you hit on something that Christie's talked about a lot. Okay, so the fruits of the Spirit. When we're feeling those things, it's coming from within. It's coming from the change that Jesus has wrought within us, and then it's an outpouring. Uh, We know that Psalm 23 says, My cup runneth over. And I've always imagined that that's an outpouring and overflowing because the Lord has filled us so much. So you made me think, hey, maybe my focus on the garage door and the garage door opener, those things that should be more ancillary, those things that should not be in the foreground, they should be in the background. Maybe that's speaking to a, uh, some frustration on my part that I need to address and take up in prayer with uh, God. But tell us about how when things aren't going right, how does that feel? Well, I, I think Christy hit on it 100%. Um, it, we, we notice in the Bible that things are upside down. So when we are focused as, uh, as Christians, the, the right, when things are going right, when we're walking in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we both, all three of us know, our listeners know, things in life happen, um, uh, annoying things, garage doors, uh, vehicles breaking, uh, projects not going right at church. You know, uh, soldiers disobeying orders, uh, you know, those things are going to happen. Um, when we're focused on Jesus and we're walking in, this, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we know that and we feel that. And, and even with other things going on, I believe we start handling those, that we handle those things correctly and, and we keep them in perspective. And um, we can still walk in joy and peace and God's grace and still have joy in our lives and not get bogged down and frustrated. But the opposite of that, um, and it's very easy to do, and and this happens to me, and it's happened to me multiple times since I've talked to you last, so I do not want it to sound like, man, I'm just 100% walking in the power of the Holy Spirit because, you know, um, we make excuses. So, I, you know, we had Cyrus Joshua, and it's been a struggle uh, to get out of bed early, you know, with, with him. And then the day starts calling, and, and then you start looking at all the stuff that you've got to do for work. And, and these distractions enter into your life, and then you start, I start, I'll just, I need to say it that way, I start um, filling the, the world and my day calling me, and I start neglecting my time with the Lord. And it's it's a slippery slope. Um, we, we drift farther and farther uh, from him without realizing it. And th- that's when I start running into problems. That's when I start grumbling. That's when I'm starting to get frustrated and and, and lash out and, and grumble. So uh, somebody who's hearing that, for example, me, when you say <laughs> I'm in that place, what then would you say about how to get back when you're, when you're out of sorts? Um, how do you get back? What steps do you take? I, I immediately, um, one of the beauty, beauties of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is he always, I have never felt a sense of rejection when I'm like, oh, I have drifted. I'm, I'm not walking according to the Spirit. I, I immediately, I go into my closet, I get down on my knees, and I call upon his name. And I, and, and I just say, Lord, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I need you. I need your help. I need... Uh, please help me. And um, th- th- you know, this is 
this is kind of a bad story on myself, but the Lord can turn your head from the left to the, to the right. He can, he can, he has the power to immediately, uh, change you. And, and I'll, I'll kind of tell something on myself. That's a little bit embarrassing. I, I remember, um, I can't believe I'm telling this, but it's, it was Christmas <laughs> morning and, um, uh, yeah, Caleb was not born yet, so we were we were more, new, newly married, and Carly uh, and we'd stayed up too late. You know, we'd been with other families. It was very late. It's Christmas morning, and she actually turned around and hit me right in the nose. And while well, we were still, you know, wait, waking up, and it it made me irrationally mad. I know that this is embarrassing because she she had no intention of doing that. But like, have you ever been? irrationally mad and you know it, you know, and, right. and I just went into my prayer closet and I was like, Lord, what is wrong with me? Please help me. I mean, I, do not, uh, let me do this. And I prayed out and I ended up feeling so good and we had the most wonderful Christmas. But if I had not done that, I would have, I would have won Christmas 2013 or whatever, whatever year it was that I, I really can call upon upon him. I've been angry at other people too, where it's been more of a struggle. Where I, man, I'll keep calling on him. Lord God, give me a heart for this person. Give me a heart for this person. And I'll admit, I'll start getting mad about it again later in the day. But we can take these things to the Lord. We must take these things to the Lord, or we have no hope of of walking in His Spirit and and walking in a in a manner that's worthy of Him. I love that. It's honest, and it's open. And uh, friends, what I hope you're hearing is that to be a real Christian, a courageous Christian, uh, we have to be honest. We've talked about it before with uh, repentance, the first word of Jesus' ministry, repent, for the kingdom of heaven comes near. And so uh, what I'm hearing you say is when you are not feeling the fruits of the Spirit, patience, a little bit of reserve, when you're functioning at a high level of frustration, um, then you immediately take it to God. And what I know, some people do the opposite like Adam did in the Garden of Eden when he ran away from God, because we feel bad and uh, like we're in judgment. And that's a bad feeling for people, but but I would rather bring that to Jesus and just immediately uh, enlist his help. Lord, I'm struggling this morning. I'm struggling to stay sunny side up. Please help me. Because what father is going to turn away from a son who asks for help? Yeah, I had a client this week, just recently. She really got it and almost makes me get emotional. She was, the Holy Spirit just came over and she was like, oh, he's my daddy. And she was like, I've never heard that before. And she was like, what? My father's not going to welcome me in his arms. And she just really got it. Such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is one of the strongest tools of the devil to make us feel unworthy. Though we know we are, none of us, free from sin, right. we know we're flawed. Yet when we act flawed, then we get all... Um, sheepish or ashamed. And, you know, shame is an important tool to make you want to correct things, but it should not make you turn away from Jesus, your Lord and Savior who gave himself that you would have this new opportunity every day. And Jacob tells an amazing story 
about getting punched in the nose and then doing a 180-degree turn with the help of the Lord and it being a beautiful day in His name, Christmas Day. Stay with us, folks. We'll be back. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. What a friend we have in Jesus. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're talking with Jacob Thompson about moving his family across the United States to answer Jesus' call in his life and to focus on this mission. And what we've been hearing from him is focusing on this mission is totally about focusing on Jesus. If he got sidetracked with the mission, there's no uh, telling where he'd end up on a daily basis when the devil's had his way with him and his wife Carly is done bopping him in the nose while he's asleep accidentally. So maybe you deserved a bop in the nose, Jacob. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I have on many occasions. You had one she coming. didn't bop me in the nose. So, th- so the one time she did in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, you let her slide on that one. But, folks, I hope what you're hearing is how important it is. Uh, Like I said before, a Marine doesn't focus on, I'm going to do this one mission for the Marine Corps. He focuses on being a Marine. He focuses on uh, his chain of command. And in the same way, 
we don't want to get uh, down the road with this idea that my mission for Jesus is this, and I'm going to have a radio show, and then Jesus is giving me other guidance, or I'm not the man that I should be, or the Holy Spirit can't speak through me on that radio show because I'm not focused on Jesus. And so what you're hearing is the daily commitment. And part of that commitment, I believe, is gratitude. You heard uh, Jacob talked about it when he said worship. And I believe gratitude is the fountain of everything good for gratitude for forgiveness uh, of our sin by the blood of Christ, gratitude that we take his name, gratitude for the opportunity that we have to serve him, gratitude for his provision throughout the circumstances of our days in hardship and in plenty. And this is a big deal because we're going to stay focused on him. And that's going to be our guidance as we walk out this mission. And I once talked about the fact that when a commander assigns a mission— he asks the subordinate for an estimate of supportability. So the subordinate tells the commander what he needs to accomplish that mission. And then it's the commander's job to resource those shortfalls. And the commander is responsible to ensure that the men and women who accomplish the mission are prepared and that they have everything they need. And so I always think, is Jesus not our commander? Is he not our general? Uh, Can he not be trusted to meet our needs? And so we have to stay focused on him. We can't be focused on what he's doing for us because eventually it comes down to service. And Oswald Chambers called it being a spiritual sponge. We don't just want to be uh, receiving and sucking everything up. It should eventually uh, come out. We should strive to align our wants and needs only with what is required to accomplish the mission. And so you heard uh, Jacob say that they had a big reset in their perspective as they found uh, they, they couldn't find the furniture they needed. It was during COVID. And I actually talked to you on the phone shortly thereafter, uh, Jacob. I forget where I was. I was on a layover. And we were talking, and you told me that whole story about how you couldn't find anything at Ikea. So uh, in your mission focus, you've just decided you need less things, and he's provided the things that you do need. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. Absolutely. That's just amazing. He is he is so perfect. Now, here's a question for you. If you were called somewhere else, and let's say you ended up moving back to Oklahoma— do you think you would have a different perspective on what your needs actually are? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in so many ways, you know, when I look back, we, we have a tendency, the, the more we earn, the more we spend. And there's, you know, so many things that we could just be a little bit more frugal on and live less on. And as a matter of fact, the, uh, just decluttering our lives a lot of times is so freeing and not being weighed down. But also, um, I've just got more of a sense, too, that, that I'm entrusted with God's resources, and He's generous, and, and, uh, and He's loving, and He gives me everything I need. But, but I can also direct uh, and want to direct and should direct um, a lot of those resources just for the purposes of, of His kingdom. So, yeah, I, I definitely think... Um, we, we live and we grow, and um, there are certainly things that if we were called back, I would, they would definitely be different. And if I could go back, they, they would be different. But that's that's not here or there, but, but for sure. And it's freeing, isn't it? 
It is. It very much is. Yeah, I really like the two-dimensional life that I lived in Afghanistan in in some ways. You know, if we ended up on a big base, we were at this little combat outpost in the middle of nowhere, and sometimes if my Marines needed a break or whatever, we would orchestrate some need to get to one of the big bases. There was one about, uh, I don't know, an hour away. And uh, the Marines would go there. We would get our trucks worked on. They'd change the oil, and the Marines would get a hot shower, go to the gym, get a good hot meal. And there's just so much joy in it. Uh, what before you would take for granted, there's now this amazing joy uh, because you've been living with little. I think one thing I'm hearing here is once you become aware of this, as we're talking about, like we can live with less, even taking a moment to look back and go, okay, maybe if, if I went backwards, I would have done things differently. But now the opportunity is, okay, I know this, I have this awareness. How's that going to shape the future? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's ask Jacob. You answer that question first. I have a thought on it, but let's hear your thoughts since you're the guest. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Well, what comes to mind, my mind is is exactly what you're talking about earlier, uh, Richard. Is 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 gratitude. Um, I think of rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything. Give thanks for this is God's will for your life, and and we can rejoice in our situations, and it it glorifies God, it lifts our spirits, and it, it gives us perspective because God does meet our needs. He's He's promised to. We have everything that we need here. We are, we are, uh, uh, in our particular case, we are, we are well fed. Um, matter of fact, um, we're well funded. Um, our, our supporters are taking care of us. I mean, we're not, uh, in our particular case, we're not, uh, stressed about resources, and, but we do have people that go to the school that that's their challenge. They, they have to deal with that more than us, but, but their, their, their needs are being met too, and God keeps them going. Um, sometimes we just don't get things in, in our timing. It's, it's God's timing, and, and I, I believe that the Lord has grown me a lot by uh, making me and teaching me more and more, and I learned this as a business owner too, but from his hand to my mouth and just and just looking to him for all the things that we need our our health and our children and and he's just blessed us with so much Jacob and um I I think I know this but I want to clarify cuz I think it's important for the listeners to know as well when you say funded um can you tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing there and where the funds come from Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, Northeastern Baptist College is 100% uh, donor-financed. Uh, we don't take any money from the government. That way we can uh, – we, there's no outside influence on, on what we do here. We can uh, teach uh, how and what we want to. Um, so we raise our own salaries here. So I, I went to my church, family and friends, and um, – and raised my salary to come here, and that's that's what most of the people do here. There's a, you know we have retired folks, and we have people that not everybody uh, has to do that. But um, yeah, the, the school though, when we build a, a building, um, we have to raise the funds for that, and we go out and and that uh, just just so you know, uh, that's a real challenge right now. The cost of materials. We're trying to make room for additional students right now, and we are praying God will, will continue to raise the funds. The, the funds were actually raised 
for a big, large percentage of completing the project, and then the materials have skyrocketed. And so we're now we're back to, man, we're going to have to go out and raise more funds, and and we're under a under a permit uh, in Vermont. Vermont, trust me, is a lot different uh, than Texas in permitting. So we're under a permit, and, and we'll, if we don't get the, the project done by a certain amount of time, we'll have to uh, go through a whole approval process again. So, so there's, there's just challenges like that that, we are, we're, uh, uh, that are in front of us, but that's just part of uh, seeking the Lord and, and asking him to provide, and, and he does. If someone wanted to support the mission, how would they do that? Um, the, you know, the the best way, and I and I always say this, and I'm I'm learning it more than more and more through evangelism is is please put us on your prayer list. Um, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, we need all the prayer that we can get. This is a spiritually dark place. We we are not in the in the Bible Belt out here, and. Uh, and the other thing is, is, is uh, churches, the churches from your part of the world um, and individual su- supporters coming alongside us and supporting us financially. If, if there's uh, some uh, pastors or church leaders that wouldn't mind considering putting us in their budget, um, that, w- that would greatly uh, uh, help us and, uh, and also people. Um, you can go to our on our website. Uh, just Google uh, Northeastern Baptist College in Bennington, Vermont, and it'll it'll pop up. And you can go to the giving section. That that, that would help us out. Um, but yeah, that that's that would be a, a huge blessing. Excellent. Uh, please tell us uh, just real quick. The uh, website is. I remember it from last time. It was difficult. Tell us, Jacob. It's www dot n-e-b-c-v-t dot o-r-g <laughs> and, that's why i said google yeah N-E-B-C-V-T. okay no 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 we got that uh northeastern baptist college vermont dot org and that is n-e-b-c-v-t dot org stay with us friends we'll be back for the final segment Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship... Contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow, and we are talking with Jacob Thompson, and he's one of our courageous Christians who moved across the country to uh, pursue a mission with Northeastern Baptist College. And what I'm hearing, and I think our takeaway for this show is 
regardless of the mission, regardless of uh, discouragement, regardless of all of those things, the key is to stay focused on Jesus. In the same way as uh, Marine is guided throughout the dark days of combat by the fact that he or she is a Marine. And it gives us our rules of engagement. It gives us our understanding of the system, that we can trust higher headquarters, that when we have close air support, uh, it can be trusted, that when we have artillery on call, it can be trusted. And so, yes, we do focus on the mission, but that focus comes beneath the umbrella of the trust that we have for our higher headquarters. And our higher headquarters in this instance is Jesus Christ. And what a trustworthy general he is. Amen. So, uh, amen. Thank you, God. Jacob, uh, as we are moving toward the end of the show, you talked about discouragement and uh, coming back from discouragement. And so for our listeners, uh, we know that some days uh, you're the windshield and some days you're the bug. And so <laughs> for the days that you're the bug, uh, what would you say by way of encouragement? I, you know, I, I, I cannot stress enough and, and, and go back to what you were talking about earlier, Richard, on, on just, just gratitude. Just rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks for this is God's will for your life. I mean, when, when the Bible says, um, I believe it was Paul that wrote that. I'm sorry, I can't think of the verse right now exactly, but I've got it memorized. But when he's saying that is God's will for your life, and the Bible talks about the, those that are truly his do God's will, I mean, that gets my attention. But just rejoicing always is gratitude, praying without ceasing. That's taking all these issues. When I'm the bug, all these things that are, that are uh, stressing me, stretching me, uh, discouraging me. I can take those to God, and God knows the entire situation. You know, a lot of times we just have a little piece of what we think is going on in our world. God sees the entire situation. He He knows what's going on in our lives and around our lives, and He actually has the power to do something about it. So you sitting around and, um, the, you know, the opposite of, of gratitude is grumbling. Sitting around Grumbling is is um, not going to help my situation. As a matter of fact, it's a disobedience. If you read First Corinthians chapter ten, the Bible gives a severe warning against grumbling, and, and grumbling is one of those things that I'd want to I want to warn myself about, and I want to warn anybody else about. Is is it's, it's the opposite of God's character. When I find myself grumbling, I find myself blaming other people and, and pointing the finger. And, and th- this fire was started by them. You know how we all go through life and we feel like we're putting out fires and this is them and, and we start pointing the finger. And when, when you're doing that, who does that remind you of? To me, it reminds me of the accuser of the brethren. I mean, that's, that is a title of Satan in Revelations. Am I, do I want to be the accuser of the brethren. No, I, I, that, that's why I believe grumbling is the ag- exact opposite of God's character and, and who he is, and that's why we need to f- focus on the, the fruit of the Spirit and, and, and to be joyful and grateful for, for all, that, all that he's had. So that's kind of my final thought on that. I love that. Friends, this is what I heard in there. No pun intended. 
But if you hear yourself grumbling, stop. Take a minute. Think about what's really going on. The fifth commandment, the first commandment that transitions us from the first four commandments, which are about God, to the world. Honor your father and your mother, and all will go well with you in the land that you are given. And so wherever you are, the land that you are given, you make an interesting point. Uh, As you were speaking, Jacob, I was thinking about a child who's ungrateful to the parents for the house that they provide, that they probably work very hard to provide. And uh, we're doing the same thing when we're grumbling. So what I'm thinking is, if I hear myself grumbling, stop and start thanking God for absolutely everything that I can thank him for. And then that will transition me to a place of gratitude, and that gratitude will uh, produce uh, the fruit of the Spirit. How does that sound? Amen. And, and, you know, I think you hit it on it perfectly when you say that's like uh, not being grateful for the house. Grumbling is is very similar to like just not thinking God's doing a very good job taking care of us, um, not providing for us, is unable to provide for us. It's it's basically, I, I believe strongly that its root cause is, is just a lack of faith and belief in in God's power and His sovereignty, and His ability to to take care of us. It's 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 a it's a um, attack on his basically his character and his goodness. Wow, folks, you heard that, and that's serious. It's an attack on his character. You're attacking God's character. And by the way, you're giving the devil a foothold. So not only are you speaking ill of your Lord, but now you're inviting the opportunity for others to do the same. And that is taking his name in vain. I think that is really something to sit with us because it's very easy to complain. And I think that is the truth. And I think that should bring us to our moment of truth because, as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge. The Bible is true, and what it tells us about Him and the way He cares for us is true. And it's always relevant. Whatever the situation today, it's relevant. And it never fails because God keeps his promises. So our moment of truth today comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 17 through 20. And it says this. As you know, Jesus is talking to uh, 5,000 who have gathered to hear him teach And it's late in the day, and they haven't eaten. And the apostles say, what are we going to do? And Jesus says, we're going to feed them. And they say, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So I hope you hear how that relates to the conversation. In his famous devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers says, If you want to be of use to God, maintain the proper relationship with Jesus Christ 
by staying focused on Him, and He will make use of you every minute you live. So when I read that devotional and these verses about feeding the 5,000, several things occurred to me. I thought about how Jesus provided for the people. He was very concerned as he taught them. He knew it was late in the day and that they needed food. I thought about how careful he was not to waste. It says, they all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. I thought about the fact that as Christians, Jesus is the Lord who has assigned us a mission, and it's his job to resource us in that mission. And I thought about what a trustworthy Lord he is. Remember, his flesh was torn for us, and he gave his life for us. So my conclusion is simply this. If we focus on him, we can trust that he will teach us, feed us, prepare us, and make careful use of our devotion. We don't have to worry. We have but to concentrate our hearts on him. It can be hard because the devil wants to distract us, but it's in the way we face adversity and devote ourselves to him that we glorify his name. And that's exciting. And that's courageous Christianity. So, Jacob, thank you so much for being with us again. And we will just look forward to hearing from you about this amazing mission that you're on, this amazing journey that you're walking out with Jesus. Thank you so much, Richard and Christy. It's been such a pleasure, and uh, thank you for all that you do for the body of Christ. It's a, this is an amazing program, and, and it's a, a, an amazing opportunity that you give me to, to come on your show. Thank you. Well, we so appreciate you, and I have to share just something really quickly. I recall from the last show you said this, life is but a vapor, don't tarry. <laughs> and we thought that was that was awesome about your faith. And so today I'm going to take away, don't grumble, be grateful. Huge, oh, huge you. deal. Uh, absolutely. Um, some of the things Jacob said over the last hour, gratitude, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. God has the big picture. I mean... He yeah. is an amazing God. And if you find yourself, friends, grumbling, it's easy. This world is full of entitlement, and we take everything that we have every day for granted, and then we complain about the things that we don't have. And yet we have so much each and every day. So, Jacob, thank you very much. Friends, thank you very much for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, the word, at kkht.com, or on courageouschristianity.today, or your favorite podcast app, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.